Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. There's a lot of great resources there that are free and will help you grow closer to God and help you connect with the church. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor, Chris Figueretti, for this week's message. Well, good morning. How are you? This is going to be such a fun day. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm excited for the baptisms. We uh, had a blast at the 930 service, and it's going to be just a celebration here, too. We're going to have a great day, but I'm also really, really excited about Be the Blessing. For the last two years, uh, we've done something like this in November. We've, uh, two years ago, we called it Be Rich, uh, and we were looking at how to be rich well. The Bible says some things about that, and if you follow, if you, you know, you kind of have a global perspective, the poorest people in America are in the top 5% of the wealthiest people on the planet, and so we're rich. As Americans, we're rich. We look at each other and we don't, I'm not rich. Well, you're not rich. But by global standards, we are. So we looked at how to be rich well, and we looked at this idea of generosity, and then last year, We called it Be the Blessing, and we're calling it Be the Blessing again this year. And instead of doing four weeks, we're just doing one just this Sunday. But what we're doing is we're cooperating with the rhythms of our seasons and the rhythm of our society. There's something that happens in November and December that gets us thinking about being generous. We like to give gifts. There's uh, There's a holiday coming up in just a couple weeks. What's it called again? Thanksgiving, that's right. Yeah, it's coming up here in just a few weeks, and that's super important. And I think there's a reason Thanksgiving become, or comes before Christmas, because, because grateful people are generous people. We say that around here all the time because it's one of our core values, but it's true. If you're truly grateful, if you're in touch with how blessed you are and how good God has been to you, the natural outgrowth of that is generosity, is open-handedness, is blessing other people. Grateful people are generous people. And guys, we have so much to be grateful for. As, as, a, as uh, citizens of this country, we live in the, the greatest abundance the world has ever known as a society. We are, by standard of living, we are far and above any other society or culture, and a lot of that has to do with technology, but a lot of that has to do with, we just live in a very, very blessed place. Like I said, our poorest people are in the top 5% of the wealthiest people on the planet. We have been blessed in so many ways. We've been blessed to be a part of God's family, that that God would, would love me and love you so much that he would send his only son, not just on a rescue mission to come after us and and tell us about his love and who he is and all of that, but to die in our place because the payment for our sin and our wrongdoings was death and he stood in and paid it for us. We're pretty blessed, wouldn't you say? And then just as a church, you know, we, we, guys, I am blown away by what God does consistently through you guys. As I hear stories about what he's doing in your, your workplaces and, and throughout our community, I'm blown away by this church. And, and, uh, and when I say church, I don't mean the organization. I mean the people. We're a gathering of God's people and God's on the 
move. We were in baptism class on Tuesday night and going around just sharing stories a little bit about why we were getting baptized and hearing things like, you know, we've been lost for the last 20 or 30 years, but now we're found. We found Jesus. We found faith. We found hope. We found the answer to what we've been looking for the whole time. We found it here. And guys, we get to be a part of that. You are a part of that. And we've got so much to be grateful for. And grateful people are generous people. And guys, as we have been blessed, as we have been blessed, we are blessed to be the blessing. This is a biblical principle that goes all the way back to the very beginning to Abraham. And God shows up to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. And he says this, he says, I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you will be a what? A blessing, right? And, and you can go down just a, a few lines and it says, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God blesses us, not for our own self-gratification. He blesses us to be the blessing. It's a biblical principle. It is a God thing. It's what we're designed for. It really is. And as we enter the Thanksgiving season and then Christmas, I want you to take time. I encourage you to take time and count your blessings, whether it's sitting around the dinner table at Thanksgiving and sharing what you're thankful for, or if you're a journaler, getting out your, your journal and writing down all the things that you're thankful for, because that attitude of gratitude, I know that sounds a little cliche, but that attitude of gratitude changes the way you see the world around you, and it begins to flow through you to other people. It's super, super good stuff. But I, uh, and, and, and so I encourage you, make your list. Check it twice. Not your, not your I, I want list, but I've been blessed list. Check it twice. And then do more than that. Follow through. Be the blessing. Be generous as God has been generous to you. Grateful people are generous people. And, and, and you know what? Generous people are happy people. The happiest people that you will meet on our planet are generous people. Uh, the research uh, is backing up that, that notion. I mean, we've known that for years, but the research is backing that up. It's showing us that people who are generous, people who are generous with their time, people who are generous with their money, people who are generous, generous with their talents, people who are generous with their presence, not their Christmas presence, but they're like, I'm present with you, I'm listening to what you're saying. People who are generous with that. That, that, that there is a biochemical reaction in your body that releases uh, dopamine and oxytocin and all these feel-good hormones. And when we are generous, when we serve, when we give of ourselves to other people, we become happier people biochemically. Now, we've known this forever because Jesus talks so much about this. Jesus taught his followers, like, if you want to follow me, you know, this is part of the deal. Jesus talked more about generosity than he did hell or heaven or prayer or love or anything else, like head and shoulders more about that. You know why? Because he understood that it was counterintuitive and we wouldn't do it unless we knew to do it up here. But he also knew that it would bring all kinds of blessing and benefits to us if we would just simply live that way because we are made in the image of God. Why do you think that biochemical reaction happens? Because you're made in the image of God and God is a generous giver. 
of all the things that we've talked about. And when we act in line with how we are created and how we are designed and how we are wired, we become happier people. We become better people. We become more at peace people. And generosity is a huge thing. So in November, and we've done this the last two years, this is our third year, we circle around and we talk about generosity for a little bit. Now, the, the point is not, hey, let's have a generous week or a generous month. The point is to give you some practical things that you can do to get the flywheel of generosity moving in your life all year long. Right? Just get a taste of it. Get moving. Take a couple steps. You know, journey of a thousand miles is a couple steps. Maybe you'll get hooked. Woo! It's actually a good addiction. So, generosity. But you know what else it does that I've seen over and over again in people's lives? Is that it teaches us to trust God. Because I've got, my, I've got my stuff and my, my time and I'm protecting all of that. But when I start to not be protective of it, but start to live open-handed instead of closed-handed. And I look at the, maybe I'm looking at the, looking at the numbers. If you're an accountant type, you're looking at your spreadsheet. For the rest of us, we're, you know, we're like, well, I don't know, that's less for me. I really want that thing, that shiny thing. And, and, uh, and then as you intentionally open your hands and take part of, of what you've been blessed with and you give it, give it to God and you give it to others, you know what happens is you're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work out. And all of a sudden you look back a year later and you're like, I can't believe how that has worked out. <laughs> That's miraculous. Like the numbers don't even make sense, but God opened up this opportunity. I got that promotion and, 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 and life was so much better along the way because I'm living according to my design. And your faith grows. In fact, I would say this, the single greatest accelerator of faith that I have seen is when people choose to trust God with their finances and live a generous life. Not only are they blessed in their perspective and mental health and all those other things, um, man, you see God come through. You see God in the midst of it, and it builds your faith. But there's something else that generosity does, and I think part of why Jesus taught this so often. And it, it opens the hearts of people. Generosity opens the hearts of people. Now, we talked last week about how people are just closed off and walled off from one another, and our society is as divided as it's ever been. And one of the ways those walls come down is simply kindness and generosity. See, if you want to change someone's mind, you have to win their heart. And if you want to win their heart, be generous. And the walls come down. It's hard to be dukes up with somebody who is serving you, with somebody who is blessing you, with someone who is like, I'm kind of surprised that you're being kind to me. Right? Jesus said, you're the light of the world. Let your good deeds shine before others that they might see them and glorify your Father in heaven. It blows open the doors to people's lives and, not, and hearts and not just the people who would be receiving the gifts. Here's, and, and again, the research backs this up. People who witness, that's why he says, let, it sh let your good deeds shine before people because people who see you being kind, see you being generous, they're like, whoa, I love, what's going on? They're different. That's amazing. And their walls come down and their hearts become open. It's powerful, powerful that way too. So each year in November, 
we focus on generosity. We circle up and we talk about what can we do. And this year we've got four different generosity moves you can make. And I want to challenge you and encourage you to make all four of them. Now, some of us can, can engage at greater levels with time or greater levels with resources or presence or whatever else. And I'm going to break down all four of them, but I encourage you to do every single one that you can to some degree. So here are the four generosity moves. The first one is this, Operation Christmas Child. Now, Operation Christmas Child is, is a ministry based in North Carolina. And what they do is they get people from all over the country, from mostly churches, but they'll get people to go to Hobby Lobby because they have a little, little stand in Hobby Lobby. And people will walk in and go, oh, what's Operation Christmas Child? And you can buy a box and stuff it full of toys. But basically, it's a shoebox thing. So you, and you can pick up one of these in the lobby on your way out if you haven't gotten one yet. You can bring it back next weekend. But you take this shoebox. It tells you what to do on the inside. You fill it with a bunch of toys from Hobby Lobby or the dollar store or wherever. And uh, you bring it back. It goes on a truck out front. It'll go to our warehouse on Ward Run Road where it will meet its brothers and sisters from churches all over the Ohio Valley. We are the regional processing center for, for Operation Christmas Child. We have a team of volunteers that will be there all week getting these boxed up. Let's hear it for those guys, by the way. And um, getting these boxed up and on a truck, they'll go to Charlotte, North Carolina, where they'll be loaded onto airplanes. And in six weeks, there'll be a child in a developing country who would not have a Christmas present, many of whom never even heard of Christmas before because some of the countries are not Christian countries. And they're going to hear about a man who came and died for them and loves them and a God who is madly in love with them. And they're going to get a gift because generosity brings down the walls around people's hearts and they're going to get a gift and they're going to hear the gospel and you can go shopping and in six weeks, this will be on the other side of the world in a young child's hands and they're gonna get a Christmas maybe that they would have never gotten otherwise. This is a fun way to be the blessing. I wanna encourage you to do that. You can pick up a box on the way out. The second thing that we're gonna do is a food drive. We do this every year. It's called Double Stuff the Truck in honor of Oreo cookies. Bring in Oreo cookies. We'll skim all the Oreos off the top and take them out to the... I'm just kidding. No, what we do is we go to Respects in Elm Grove and we'll give people a list on, to, on their way in and they'll come out, some people with a can, some people with a bag, some people with boxes of food. They come out and I just love that. Um, and then on Sunday morning, we'll be here and we're going to encourage everybody coming to church to bring some food. And they're going to bring, you're going to bring the food in and you guys bring boxes of food in too. And we stuff the truck. And over the last, over the last uh, several years, we've given over 20,000 pounds of food to the house of the carpenter. Now the house of the carpenter is just right behind me here. If you go directly behind me, you'll run across the river. If you could fly, you would run directly into the house of the carpenter. This is our neighborhood food pantry. And they called us this week and said, you know, are you guys going to be doing that again? We're running low on food. And I said, you bet. We're going to double stuff. Let's triple stuff it this year, huh? All right. So we're going we're gonna to do that. And you don't need to worry about the date. That's, that is going to be December 6th or 7th through the 8th. Um, but we'll let you know when it's coming and, and the week before. And you can bring stuff in and participate that way. And I encourage you to do that. The third generosity play is just volunteering with our community partners. We're partnering with seven 
uh, organizations around the community this year that are doing the most good for the least among us. And, and I just love what we get to do year after year through this initiative. And I'm going to walk through some of those projects. And Mike mentioned downloading the app. If you've not done that, do that now. And you can sign up in real time as we go through some of the opportunities. Uh, and some of y'all are going to be doing that in your life groups. And life groups are getting together and doing those together. And that's fantastic. But if you're not, sign up as well. And then the fourth, and that's just generosity with your time. The fourth play, the fourth generosity move so we're going to do a special offering today. During, during a regular offering, we're going to collect money over and above regular offering, and we are going to fund all of these projects and all of our partners in various ways, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to tell you more about that. All right, so let me tell you about our partners. Let me tell you about what we got cooked up this year because we got some fun, fun things. Uh, one of our partners has been for the last two years, is again this year, is the Youth Services Systems uh, Freeze Shelter, Winter Freeze Shelter. Several years ago, John Moses, who runs Youth Services, was in a, in a meeting with a bunch of social service organizations trying to figure out how to get the homeless population off the streets during the coldest months of the year because nobody should freeze to death on the streets of Wheeling. But there were all these hoops to jump through and, 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 and you know, just technicalities and nobody would, would, would push through it. And John said, all the heck with it, I'm opening it up anyway. And he did, and they've been doing it ever since. And I love that spirit and their job is to make sure nobody freezes to death on the streets of Wheeling for the last two years. And this year as well, our job is to make sure they have food. Uh, and so what we've done and uh, is over the past several years is we've cooked enough food to get per supply about 75% of the food that they need. The rest of it is supplied by restaurants and they want to keep those relationships open. So we, we don't cook all of it. We would if they'd let us, uh, but we cook what we need to and what they need. Uh, we cook it all in a week. There's a teams of people that come in uh, to the building on Warden Run Road over the course of that week and they cook all this food for the whole winter, and then we stick it in the Ziegenfelter Budget Saver Popsicle Factory. How awesome is that? And then we freeze it all, and then they just, they're just a couple blocks away from the shelter, and they come and get the food as they need it and warm it up, and there's food all winter long. This is the third year somebody has donated a cow. Like, guys, we live in West Virginia. It's awesome. We have a cow being processed at a USDA facility right now, and we're going we're gonna to cook up. Uh, some good, nutritious food for the people who are on the streets uh, right now. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty fun. So we're going to do that again this year. Uh, the volunteering for this, if you want to sign up to be part of the team that cooks, it's great community building. Uh, that happens from December 10th to the 17th. And you can sign up. There's time slots. You can sign up right in the app to do that. Next organization is a new organization, a new partner for us this year. It's Crittenton Services. Crittenton works with um, at-risk teens, teens coming from uh, either abusive or uh, strained environments, uh, where uh, and 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 specifically females, specifically female, uh, female girls. Boy, that's redundant. Anyway, yeah. And these girls a lot of times don't have any place else to go. And uh, we found out that there's a, uh, they have a classroom there because they do school there. 
And uh, the, the teacher's name is Jan, and she pours her life and her heart. She's a wonderful Christian woman. She pours her life and heart into these kids uh, and a lot of her own money. And the, um, and the classroom just needs some help. And when we heard that, like, it's just like, it's just not, a, it's not the environment that it needs to be. And we said, well, heck, we've got some history of, of doing some extreme makeovers. In previous years, we did the St. John Boys Home and some other environments. And, and like, we'll do an extreme makeover on, on the classroom and come alongside Jan and, and bless those girls. And so we're going to do that on December 7th. If you want to be a part of that team, you can sign up uh, right now to do that and uh, be a part of that team. Our next partner is a partner that we've, we've partnered with in the past. It's Madison School. And uh, Madison School, if you go catty corner across the, across the river here, um, it's very difficult because it's down to one lane and both. Did anybody notice that they got us down? Anyway, so how can you not notice? Anyway, so uh, Madison School is our neighborhood school. Uh, it also happens to be one of the most challenged schools in the state of West Virginia on so many levels. And uh, we have been blessed uh, to be acknowledged as a partner in education by the Ohio County Board of Education with Madison School. How cool is it? Church is, is, is an official partner in education. I love that. And we have done a lot for them over the years. Um, and we just wanted to keep going. We want to keep bless, blessing them. We've got uh, I believe 20 mentors now who are mentoring kids one-on-one -on -one, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. We've blessed them with equipment. We've uh, blessed them with, with funds. We've um, all kinds of very cool stuff. So when I sat down with Barb and Andrea, the principal, and said, what can we do this year? How can we be the blessing to you this year? What they said was, we feel like we got the kids seven hours a day. Like, like we have, we're, we're pouring into their lives and it really is a ministry for those guys. Uh, but we're pouring into their lives, but then we're sending them home to really challenging environments. And we need to start building bridges and relationships with the parents. What can we do to do that? And they, the idea came up, what if we put together a, a Christmas celebration that really got parents and the kids doing stuff together and gave us an opportunity to build relationships and start building bridges with those parents. And so we're putting together a Christmas party. We're calling it Winter, Winter Wonderland. And um, that's going to happen on December 6th. Uh, in the evening, that's a Friday night, we need 35 volunteers for that, 10 to set up and 25 to be there. Uh, and the parents and the kids are going to do these activities together. And it's going to be everything from a pancake and sip, you know, instead of a paint and sip, because we can't. Or wait, 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 no. It's a paint and pancake. That's, that's what it is. Paint and pancake, not paint and sip, because you can't give elementary school kids wine. I don't know what's up with that. And... Uh, Working, they're going to get a canvas and they're going to be able to paint. We're going to have bouncy houses and we're doing an elf themed pancake dinner and all kinds of other, all kinds of games for them. And we're just going to love these families and be the blessing and build bridges. And so that's going to be really, really cool. Um, last year, one of the things that they said, well, if we're dreaming, one of the things we'd love to have is a little library. We're like, what's well, a little library? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a box on a stick, all right? And it's a box about this big on a stick. And, um, and you see them around neighborhoods and they just put books in it 
and kids can come get books anytime they want. And we said, well, we can do that. And I, there was a guy in my group, Scott Henderson, and I said, Scott, would you build this? He's a carpenter. He's like, heck yeah, I'll build it. So he built it and we installed it and it's right outside of Madison School. It's on the left side of the school if you go there. And we filled it up with books. We did a book drive last year and it was awesome. And then we found out that over the summer, the kids' reading scores just go through the floor because they're not reading all summer long and they can't get to the library. They don't have access to, the, to books. We're like, well, we'll fix that. We made four more of them. Th different life groups made four more. We installed them in strategic neighborhoods all around the Madison School District and loaded them up with books, and it's been awesome. But we're running low on books, so we're going to do a book drive. I'll let you know when that's going to happen in December. I'll let you know when to bring them in. Gently used children's books, all right? Don't need your novels, just children's books. All right, so that's going to be happening. Um, there's a guy in our church named Jay, uh, and Jay said, hey, I love basketball. Can we do something with basketball with Madison? I said, that's a great idea. Next thing I know, he had met with the principal. They had a rent. They got January, Saturday mornings in January, we are doing a basketball clinic for the kids of Madison School at Madison School. And this is a great opportunity if you love sports to, to mentor some kids and build relationships with kids. These kids don't have access to the YMCA. They can't get there. And we're going to go to where they are and do this in, the, in their school. And so that's part of, part of what, we're, um, part of what we're, we're, we're giving towards with the offering, but it's also part of, part of uh, the volunteer opportunity. And so if you're interested in that, sign up for that. We're going to be doing some playground enhancements. They just got brand new pavement on their playground. You know, when I was a kid, we played in grass. Uh, but now it's pavement, and so they, but, but they, it was a mess. Their pavement was a mess. I got brand new pavement, and we're going to go and, and make, make that playground awesome once the weather breaks in the fall. So if you're interested in helping with that, you can sign up now. We'll follow up with you when the weather breaks. We've also, over the years, have been involved with the sensory garden uh, and uh, they, they, we're still finishing that out. And, and so uh, they need some garden elements. Now, if you go and buy playground equipment or, or th that type of equipment, it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, $5,000 for like a whiteboard or something. I mean, it's just because somebody might. Anyway, so, uh, but we can get the guts of those things and build them for a whole lot cheaper. So if you're a carpenter uh, or you're in a group of guys who think you're carpenters, that's fine. We'll... You, you can sign up and, uh, and build some of these elements that we then come and install them in the garden and we're creating a space that is just a kind of a refuge for these kids. So that's coming up too. Uh, this is not an, a volunteer opportunity. This is just something that we're funding and we're designing. Um, and this is in process even as we speak. Uh, Andrea, the principal, was was telling me, she said, you know, these kids, a lot of them come from just really, really difficult environments and they hear negative messages over and over and over again. And when you live in that kind of environment, you begin to believe those things. So one of the things that they do is they have what they call positive affirmations. They're little sayings that remind the kids of who they really are, that they have value, and they have a whole list of these statements, um, and they work them into the classrooms, they work them into, you know, all, everywhere. She said, what would be awesome is if we could design those, those sayings into some kind of art, 
and then print them up on canvases and wrap them around frames and decorate the whole school with them. We're working on it. We're going to decorate Madison with positive affirmation. So I'm very, very excited about that. My wife, Christy, is a mentor over there on Thursdays. And uh, she meets with a little girl uh, in their art room. And she came home one day. Now, my kids grew up in a, in a school where the art room was like a wonderland. There was just all these colors and creative stuff all around. She said, she said Chris, we got to do something about the art room. It's just like blank walls and a couple folding tables. And I'm like, absolutely. So I called and I was like, so what can we do for the art room? And they said, we got, a, we got an art therapist who's actually going to be working on that in the new year. I'm like, can we... Can we you know, can we help financially? Sure. So we're going to give some money for the art room too and make that happen. So very excited about that. So that's Madison. Lots of stuff going on at Madison as it should be. Uh, and, and guys, I'm hoping if you're, not, if you're not mentoring at Madison, you're not allowed to. Just saying. They, they're, they're like, we're full for now, but in September, this is just a little plug for September because we're going to onboard more mentors in September. Everybody sign up to mentor. It's awesome. It's so much fun. All right. So our next organization is Wellspring Pregnancy Center. They're located in Moundsville and they're a resource center for women who are in uh, in with crisis pregnancy situations. They're, they're wondering whether they're going to keep their baby or not. Uh, and they provide education. They provide resources. They provide support. It's a ministry. And, and, and basically, they, they make it possible for these women and make it possible for these babies to live and thrive. And, and, and so they provide... Um, formula and diapers and baby gear, you know, cribs and that kind of stuff. They provide a place where they can come and get support and coaching, education and all that stuff. And we've worked with them in the past. We're going to work with them again this year. We're doing a work day down there where we're going to go and uh, organize and clean, get ready for the next season. If you would like to volunteer for that, you can do that on your app right now. Sign up for a time slot there. And we're going to make a donation for supplies so that they can just have what they need to be able to help these women and, and children. The next organization is the Blue and Gold Christian Center. Now, the Blue and Gold Christian Center is in Cameron, West Virginia. They are, um, well, 14 years ago, there was a group of people in Cameron that noticed there were a bunch of little elementary school kids running around the streets of Cameron. And that can be dangerous. You get run over by a cow there. I mean, it's very, very, very <laughs> just, just kidding, Robin. Just kidding. I love Cameron. Anyway, it was, uh, it was a situation where these kids were, they didn't have a place to go. They found out that a lot of them weren't getting a hot meal in the evening. And they started the Blue and Gold Christian Center as an after-school program for the elementary school kids in Cameron. And they, the kids show up in droves and they teach them about Jesus and they have a lot of fun and they, they feed them. Well, for the last 13 years or so, they... They were using borrowed facilities and just kind of making it work. And last year, they moved right around this time. They moved into their brand new facility, and we got to help them move in and get things organized. And we outfitted them with an audiovisual system with sound and video screen and projector and all of that, and tried to you know help button it up. And this year, they're moving into the upstairs part of the of the building, and we need a, a paint crew. So if you want to paint on December seventh. Uh, you like to paint, sign up to paint. You can do that on the app too, and uh, that'll be great. But uh, 
as I was talking with Robin, I said, what, what do we need? What do, what do you need to, to finish this up? And there are a couple of projects and one of them jumped out. They need to be able to communicate with the community of Cameron because they do so much more than just an after-school program now. They are really ministering to their community and uh, they just need a, a way to communicate so as people are driving by, they know what's going on at the Blue and Gold Christian Center. So they need a sign. They need one of those LED signs. So we're buying them an LED sign and we're going to install it for them. It's going to be taken care of soup to nuts and, uh, and you guys are going to make that happen and that's going to help help finish this process of moving in and make them effective in their community, along with painting as well, as I said. All right, House of the Carpenter. Again, guys, nobody should go hungry in Wheeling, period. As long as the church is around, nobody should go hungry in Wheeling. The House of the Carpenter does a phenomenal job meeting the needs of people, the working poor and, and folks who are, are struggling, and they've got a... They've got a uh, Closed pantry over there. They've got a food pantry. They've got or closed closed closet and food pantry, however you say that, and a variety of other things. It's our neighborhood food pantry, and so let's let's triple stuff the truck. I understand actually, never had them before. There's mega stuffed Oreo cookies, incredible, right? Can I get an amen on that? Amen. All right, yeah, that's right. And so let's mega stuff the truck this year, huh? And bring me some cookies, if you would. All right, so that's going on. And that's going to, if you want to volunteer to help out with that, that's a real fun place to help out. Uh, at Respects, we'll have a, a truck parked there. It's a couple hours. Uh, and uh, people will just blow you away with what they bring out of the store. And then if you want to, and you can also volunteer here because we're going to be receiving stuff as you guys come in on that Sunday morning, December 8th, with all your boxes of food. And we're going to... Mega stuff the truck. They called, did I say this? They called uh, last week and said, hey, are you guys going to be bringing food this year? Because <laughs> they need food. So let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, and then the next organization is the Tri-County uh, Help Center. And this is in St. Clairsville, Ohio. And it is a center, it's a refuge for women and children who are in domestic violence situations. It's a place where they can get out and get safe. And as they come in, one of, their, one of their rules is they have to, because of bed bugs and all that stuff, they have to sterilize everything, including the clothes they're wearing. And so they give them pajamas to wear in the meantime, but then they take the pajamas back because they don't have enough pajamas. And they said, you know, it, one thing that would be a huge blessing for us is, is if we could just buy pajamas and we could give them to the women and the kids as a gift, if they could keep them. Like, whoa, heck yeah, we can do that. Of course we can. I mean, if you think about it, when you're in that, if you were in that situation, you're just wondering what value do I have and, and, and my life is upside down, a gift rather than, hey, here's some old pajamas you can use is a huge deal. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We, we will definitely figure that out. Do not bring pajamas. We're going to give, we're going to provide the finances to buy pajamas. Um, you can bring pajamas if you want. We'll pass them on, but um, I, my, this is all part of the, that special offering. And we're also going to give them some uh, money for some miscellaneous equipment to finish out some of the rooms that they have. It's a great organization, great people, and they're just doing a good work. The last organization, uh, and this is a little bit different, the last organization we're going to work with, uh, maybe you've heard of it, it's called the Vineyard Church. And, 
And this is different because for the last two years, everything we've, we've, we've brought in, we've, we've given out to uh, community organizations. And as I, as I was sitting back and working on this for this year and reflecting on who we give money to, why we give money, and, 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 and time and everything else that we do through this initiative, it occurred to me that we try and find the people who are having the most impact, who are, are helping people in need throughout our community. And it occurred to me, guys, as a church, we do so much for our community. And one area specifically that we're going to focus on this year is in the area of youth. Every Wednesday night, we've got, we've got tons of middle schoolers and high schoolers who show up to the church. They hear a message about Jesus, and then they break down into small groups, and they go into these classrooms where they sit around and have conversations. And guys, that's where the magic happens. That's where it gets real. That's where they begin to share about what's going on in their relationships or with their parents or with their emotions or whatever, or being bullied at school or whatever. And here's, here's the deal. For the last couple of years, they've been meeting in classrooms that were designed as classrooms for children's church. And environment matters, especially when you're talking about those kinds of conversations. It matters. I mean, things will come out in conversations when you're in a living room versus a classroom that will blow you away. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a portion of the, the offering that comes in today and we're going to transform some of these classrooms from classrooms to living rooms. So, and, and this will affect our life groups as well, uh, just as kind of a side benefit, but we're going to create environments where kids, those conversations kind of naturally flow out of, out of these kids. And guys, the difference that that makes in our community and their lives and in the future is huge. It's huge. So we're going to take a portion of it and invest in that direction as well. So we've got so much good stuff to do and so little time. So we're going to get to this. Uh, so it's your turn. And just real quick to review what the four moves are. I want to, again, I challenge you, do them all if you can. Operation Christmas Child, get a box on the way out and bring it back next weekend. The food drive, the mega stuff, the truck, we're going to do that the weekend of December 7th and 8th, and I will let you know when that's coming. You don't need to carry that date around. I will let you know. The volunteer thing, sign up now. If you didn't sign up on the app, you can sign up in the lobby on your way out. There's people out there with computers uh, that can help you get signed up or you can get on the website when you get home. But I would say this, sign up today because we have a limited number of spots and you don't want to miss out on it. And the third or the fourth thing is this, give, give. Now we're doing a special offering today. We're not going to pass the buckets twice, okay? We're, we're going to pass the buckets once, but our goal on this Be the Blessing offering is to raise $25,000. And that sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, and really what it is is it's a lot of good that we can do. Um, but if every one of us gives 50 bucks, we hit $25,000. So it's entirely doable. And every, most of us have the capacity to do that. Some of us don't. 
And if you don't, that's all right. There's no pressure and I don't want you to feel bad about that, but I do want to encourage you to participate at some level. If it's five bucks, it's five bucks. If it's one dollar, it's one. Do what you can do. Now, some of us have the capacity to participate at a higher level and I encourage you to do that because the point of this is to stretch ourselves in generosity. And if it's just like, well, that's no big deal, then that's not stretching yourself in generosity. So stretch yourself. And you can do that online. You can do that through the app. And you can do that using the envelope in your program. Um, And on this, because we're just doing one offering, we're not passing buckets twice or anything, there's a place where you can determine, I want to give this much in regular to my regular giving, and then there's a be the blessing line. And so you just determine how much you want to give to, to each. Now, let me encourage you to not just take what you would normally give to the regular offering and move it over to be the blessing. That is not the point of this, okay? Um, We still have rent to pay, lights to turn on, heat to run, all of that stuff. Not to mention the point of this is to go above and beyond and stretch yourself in generosity. So I really encourage you to to do that. And you can mark how much on uh, goes to each in the envelope and you can delineate that on your uh, online giving uh, as well. And if you didn't come prepared, you can stop in the lobby and the people with the computers are set up to be able to, to, to swipe credit cards and debit cards as well towards, towards that offering. So there's that. Now, I know what you're thinking. If you're visiting with us today, you're thinking, well, is, when's he going to let us off the hook? I'm not. Um, I'm not going to, I can't make you do anything, but I don't care who you are. The benefits of becoming a generous person, the benefits of participating in something like this are so good. You don't want to miss out on it. And so I want to invite you to participate as well. And I want to invite you to volunteer as well and get involved and see what God does in your hearts in the, in, in the weeks to come. So give, serve, be a part, be the blessing. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a minute or two. I'm going to give you a chance to prepare your offerings, uh, and then we're going to pass the buckets. Um, you can give, on, like I said, you can give online. You can drop stuff in the, in the bucket. But, um, and then, and then we're going to sing some songs, and we're going to baptize some people. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for blessing us so much. And reminding us, Jesus, that we have been blessed to be the blessing. I pray that we would, that we would be your church in this community, Lord. And that as your church, we would be known as the most loving, generous place in the whole community. Lord, thanks for these partners. Thanks for the the projects. Thanks for all that we get to be a part of and do. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless it all and you would help each one of us plug in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us here at the Vineyard. It's our greatest desire to see you find and follow God, and we hope that this podcast has helped you do just that. In addition to these podcasts, please come visit us live at the Capitol Theater in downtown Wheeling, Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.15, and experience these encouraging messages, some incredible music, and so much more in person. We would love to meet you. Again, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.